Gateworld.net presents part two of an exclusive audio interview with Mr. David Hewlett, Dr. Rodney McKay of Stargate Atlantis. User technical, otherwise known as Tina, uh, if they were making a movie based on your life and you could have any actor in the world apart from yourself playing the part of you, who would it be and why? Who would play me and why? Uh, like a contemporary, you think? What are you, yeah. What are you thinking? Um, um, yeah. Uh, who would I love to see play me? I'll tell you who I'd love to see play me. Um, is uh, What's his name? Lucas? Lucas Haas. Lucas Haas, that, the, the kid from um, Witness. Okay. He's sort of grown up now, and he's, uh, he's done these... Um, I just keep seeing him in things, these interesting little things that he does. The most recent one I saw was, uh, was a, a film called Brick. Have you seen that? I have, I have not. As a filmmaker, you should see that. Okay. <laughs> he's a young... I don't know how young he is. That's the guy who made it. But, but the, it's just an interesting film. It's a film noir to set in a high school. Okay. And it's, yeah, I think it's brilliant. I okay. mean, absolutely brilliant. Anyways, but Lucas Haas plays this drug dealer who lives in his, his, his mother's basement. Oh, okay. And does business out of his mother's basement. And it's the, he's so nerdy cool. <laughs> like, unbe- like, the guy is, like, threatening to kill a guy across the kitchen table from him, and his mom comes in and starts serving them, asking them for if they want a coffee or tea or orange juice or you know, serial. <laughs> it's, I, I don't know. I, I, he's like one of my favorite young actors right now. I just, I just, uh, I just think his, uh, he, I would love, I mean, whether he's right to play me, he's how I feel, if that okay. makes sense. Yeah. When I see him, I feel like that's, that, that is inside, that's what I look like. Well, that's probably coming from the truest place then. I mean, he may not have to look like you, but whatever you guys do comes out. It's coming from the same place. Oh, and, and Jane, just for, for everyone else's sake, Jane says um, it would be uh, Daniel Craig. Okay. <laughs> now, I wish I thought of that before Lucas Haas, but, but uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Terrific. Um, Paul, his, yes, his role has been removed from regular to recurring in season four. Uh, what are your thoughts on this, and well, how does this make you feel? Uh, I, don't, I mean, I re- honestly, I don't... This is one of those weird things where, honestly, it's in such limbo right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I can and can't say, but I... My... You know, I love... I loved having Paul around every day. Okay. I, I think Paul is, you know... I, I, I think his... Uh, uh, you know his his not forgetting forget forget Beckett for a bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just 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 McGillian himself. It just he, you know he loved the show. He loves you know the um, the the people. He's one of those people. He's one of those people who walks on set and you know ev- the crew just loves him. You know, I then the crew is you know it, it, the, the crew's gonna miss him more than we will. Mm-hmm. Um, you know because we. McGillian and I have had a lot of a lot of scenes together, but but it's it's uh, I loved I loved the fact that there was this sort of as him being a part of the sort of the cohesive team, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but the last in the last season, it's been less of that and more about just us having a scene here and a scene there type. Yeah. Thing. Right. It's kind of fun just having him around, you know, right. on a purely selfish level. Well, I was there um, on set, and it was like this is this is. As it should be, this guy here with the group, you know, and we sat down to talk with him in his trailer. It was like, this is he perfectly belongs. And now, what the hell happened, you know? So, and yeah. I'm, I'm sure that will be revealed. But it's like well, this is not I a good I decision. Said, <laughs> I, I said this before. I, I think I, I think it's I mean, one of the things about uh, about 
a television show is that it, it mimics life in many ways. Mm-hmm. You're you right. Know, when we joined the Stargate, you know, whatever, the, the franchise, for want of a better word, the franchise universe, mm-hmm. we got a social scene. We got, you know, we had friends. You know, it, it, you, you, it becomes, it's like an instant life. Mm-hmm. You're right. Um, you have friends, then, you, then, and then eventually you, you end up meeting the fans, and you just, it becomes like this giant, like, you know, sci-fi party. And, but along with a series comes the, these unexpected things. Like life, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't know when things are going to change and mm-hmm. when things are going to, uh, you, know, you know, when things are going to stop and, mm-hmm. and when people are going to die and people are going to move along or go somewhere else or, you know. The, 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 the thing about sci-fi, and I stress this over and over again, is, you know, no, no one dies in sci-fi. It's not, there's always a way, there's always a way to, to, to uh, um, uh, to bring people back. And we've seen that numerous times on, on, on Stargate already. So I hold out a lot of hope on, 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 that, on that front. Um, but still, you, you know, have relationships that have actually been made that are subject to the storyline and, and being hurt and being damaged as, as a result. I mean, not, not that anything happened between you guys, I'm saying, but you, you are subject to the story. In terms well, of your relationships. It. In the same way, we are subject to the stories as much as we are subject to, in the same way that, you know, us as people are subject to life. I mm-hmm. mean, the decisions that get made upstairs, I think, are a number, you know, come from, come from a lot of different places. And, I mean, part of good television is keeping people guessing, you know. Mm-hmm. And to do that, you can't, you know, you can't keep the, the status quo all the time. It's got to mm-hmm. change. Things have to change. And, and uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, personally, I think it's unfortunate um, you know, I don't think it's the last we'll be seeing of, of, of Paul. Right, right. Um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm sure of that. But, but, you know, I'm also not the guys making the decisions. So. Right. Um, you know, but, but again, I think the, on the other side of stuff, you don't want to get to a point where you know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, if people don't, if people don't die, then, then there's no peril. Right. You know. Or a risk of death, at the very least. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You're right. yeah. What from this show did you take away with you as being the source of the most growth for this character? Hmm. Um, I think. Uh, I think him meeting himself in another universe was will probably lead to the biggest changes in McKay. Okay. Because more important than seeing himself, uh, uh, you know, from the outside. Uh, he saw, you know, someone who he could be with the people who were important to him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the most telling stuff in McKay and Mrs. Miller, I think, is is McKay seeing what he could be to his sister and mm-hmm. what he could be to, uh, to you know, to Shepard, to Taylor, to all those guys. And okay. I think that's that's the stuff that I think that's going to have, I think, the most resounding impact on McKay. Okay. I think it's going to make him a nicer person. Yeah. <laughs> is going to have yet more stuff to feel guilty about afterwards. <laughs> right. Right. Well, we already see that growth later on in the year. You know, he's just a little bit more open, a little bit more willing 
Yeah. Um, a little, little bit softer, a little bit more tender around the edges. Not much. But... And at the same time, you know, it's also, it's, it's a habit that dies hard. So it'll, you know, it slams shut when it needs to type thing. So <laughs> it's interesting. I mean, again, it's, it's, I don't think, again, it's, it's like anything. You can't, you can't remove that tension entirely. If we all got along, then it's going to be the dullest show in the world. You're right. I mean, I think the, the, the fun comes from the difference of opinions, I mean, and, mm-hmm. and the difference of approaches, you know. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to seeing what's what's going to um, what's going to happen with that dynamic and with you know with uh, with, with Amanda and Jewel and and, mm-hmm. uh, and Michael Beach and all that kind of stuff. This, we've got new new characters in the mix as well. Just, I, I'm I'm dying to see how that that stuff's going to play. Obviously, Amanda being you know a big one for for me just because. Uh, Samantha and and, uh, and and McKay have such a have such a great past. Right. That as a from a writer standpoint, that will probably be where they'll be most interested to go straight to as of season four. Let's let's continue on in that front. What are your hopes for the next season? Well, definitely. I I mean, I, I'm 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 dying to see the 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 power struggle with uh, with Samantha and McKay. Yeah. Um, because that's going to be very interesting because they do play very similar roles. Yeah, it is not only from a casting standpoint will that be interesting, but also from the, their their own perspectives as scientists. This will be a, a this should be a conflict. Oh, completely. I mean, given a choice of who you want to work with, you're going to work with McKay or you're going to work with 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 uh, Samantha. I'm not going to answer that question. <laughs> very wise. <laughs> this interview is over. Um, <laughs> Well, no, but I, I'm with you. I go with I, you know the the thing about Samantha is that she's been doing this for a long time. She knows her she knows her stuff. She's got all the smarts, and she's actually nice about it. Why the hell would you want to work with McKay? Yeah. Um. You know, I'm. So what would I hope to see? I hope to see that insecurity in McKay because he's not an idiot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he's got to know that 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 you know. I mean, and again, who knows how she's come? I don't know how she's going to be a part of next season. As always, we're you know we like you guys are left in the dark pretty well. Yeah. Hey, Forget this, Left in the Dark. You know more than I do, judging right. by reading, <laughs> reading Gate World this morning. <laughs> I didn't know there's a third season. Oh, you didn't? A third series? What the hell is that? All right. I told you that. Don't disclose your <laughs> But that, I, was like, I, was like, I was like, I'm about to do an interview with a guy, with a guy who knows more about the show than I do. <laughs> the future of the show. You tell me what's in store for McKay, mister. Okay. Well, you know, we're, we're just going to have to find out. I mean, I'd heard sort of rumors about it you hear stuff right like that all the time right i never know what's legit and what's not um you know i'd be very curious to see what they do with that yeah you know? um because that's uh yeah i mean it's it's again it's just it's it, this there's so many opportunities for this you know where to go with this with this kind of story mm-hmm. and storyline and stuff so mm-hmm. what I do you forward to it. what do you think is atlantis's greatest strength and what is the show's greatest weakness in all honesty Hmm, interesting. I would say the greatest strength, without a doubt, is 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 the is is the humor. Yes. There's a a, a fantastic sense of of humor to to the uh, uh, well. That's this is uh, there you go. I've got an interesting uh, I've got an interesting answer to you. I would say both its humor is both its strength and its weakness mm-hmm. because there's you want to be you want to be uh, uh, the, the the I am not a huge fan of uh, very serious sci-fi. Okay. You know, I think there are definitely room for it. I mean, there's room for the Blade Runners in the world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The you know, um, and uh, Battlestar. Like I'm hooked on Battlestar now. That's not that's serious. Not a happy show. Right. <laughs> um, you know. So and again, I I love it, but there's 
I, I need some levity. I need, I, I don't believe that people are only serious with each other all the time. Mm-hmm. You're right. You know, I need something that, that, that lightens it up, that makes it my life. Like, in my life, Jane and I laugh all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, it's, and, it's, and, and, and so I kind of, I identify more with that. So I think, and I think that the Stargate, not even just Stargate Atlantis, I mean Stargate in general, um, has always been very, very good at at looking at itself and laughing at itself and and um, and laughing with itself and you know it just it's just very good at pointing out the the ludicrousness of of these situations that they're in. Well, in you know? addition to that, it's it's built very much like Indiana Jones, where you know mm. you have this tension, you have this adventure, but still, you're sometimes you're just laughing like crazy. Exactly. The way that it's designed lends to that, but same in the same way, respect is that. You don't want to have three stooges. Exactly. So that's why I would say that it's both its strength and its weaknesses. You okay. won't, I, think, I think, you know, there's, there's always the danger of going too far into comedy that you lose track of the peril that you need to keep that, the, the, tent, the, the conflict going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if Shepard and I only have goofy banter, then, then our, you know, then it's like you might as well just play the silly music every time we show up. And yeah, we have one of those conversations, and you know, and I, I think there's there was always that danger that that could happen because it got to the point where we were going out every time we walked through a field, we'd have some inane conversation about something, which I think was a lot of fun as a flavor within the show. Right. Had they continued with that, I think I think it could have got very tiring very quickly. Right. But they were smart enough to do, you know. Um, you know, to have me blow up a solar system and lose his trust, and all of a sudden it adds a whole different dimension to the relationship, and which is a serious thing. It's not funny. Mm-hmm. There were funny elements about going up and, and apologizing to him about destroying solar systems. Um, <laughs> you know, but the nature of it was there was a loss at the end of that show, not just of, obviously, an entire solar system, but also of a trust and a friendship mm-hmm. there that, that, that's being jeopardized by mm-hmm. it. So, um, you know, I think they got, they're, they're very, very good at doing it. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really curious to see, you know, we got, we got Joe and Paul, you know, sort of taking the reins next year and, um, and they're really eager to get in there. And I, I, and I, you know, I love how sort of, how, how sort of outspoken and, 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 uh, sort of opinionated Joe is about all this stuff. He loves it. And he, and, you know, so I'm really curious to see how those two, uh, sort of make their mark on, on the show. Uh, dog's breakfast. <laughs> we have a, a question from Willow's cat. Was it harder than you thought it would be to direct yourself, and why? Um, it was definitely no. You know what's funny? It was actually it was it was hard. It was less. It was, I had less difficulty directing myself than I did acting. Okay. Um, because all of a sudden I became I'd sort of forgotten that I had to act in the film. Okay. Um, which sounds silly, but you get so swept up in the stuff that you don't know. Uh-huh. You know, I did so much research about directing and, you know, grabbing films to see and, and books and everything I could possibly find. You know, I'm a, I'm a big manual fan on that kind of stuff. Like, I, if I want to do something, I want to know everything about uh-huh. it before I get involved. And so I spent a lot of time focusing on that. And then I got on set and suddenly went, oh, God, I have lines. <laughs> um, so it was less about I, I had I had, I had no I, I knew what I wanted the character to do. The hardest thing I found was as the character going like, oh right, I'm supposed to be you know, 
I felt that I was letting myself down. I, I felt like I was letting the director side of me down because mm-hmm. I found myself incapable of doing some of the things that I wanted to do that I knew that as a director I wanted me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I got them eventually, but there were things that I was like, nope, that's not what I wanted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're right. Um, so that was the weirdest thing for me. The directing, the weirdest thing, the, the best discovery I made about the directing was that it, it's directing is less about telling people what you want than, um, uh, than, than letting them interpret what you want. Okay. There's, a, there's, there's definitely um, a kind of a, uh, an instinct to start telling people, no, this needs to be this color with that and all these kind of very specific things. The reality is you've got a huge group of people working with you and and that's the difference, I guess, working with you as opposed to working for you. Right. Exactly. Um, if you try to micromanage everything, A, I'm just not that good. I'm sure there are people who can do that and who do very well by it. Like Kubrick's a perfect example of that. But I prefer and I, and again I'm usually pleasantly surprised, uh, or hideously disappointed, um, <laughs> with what people bring to the table themselves. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? You and I don't design wardrobe. You know, that's not what we've done for periods of time. So <laughs> if you can get someone to come in who's going to do that, that is their only focus. And they, if you can listen to what they have in mind, it, it, it's often quite surprising. And, and um, you know, uh, uh, if, if I told them exactly what I wanted Kate to wear, then it would not have looked half as good as, as, as what they came up with for me. Right. A lot of I never would have known to pick half the stuff that they picked. Right, right. And, of course, then you, you let Jane actually decide at the end. <laughs> that was just better. Are you, are you pleased with, um, with how the film has been received and the screening that you attended in, at Burbank? I just couldn't believe it. I mean, it just, it's, I was so, I really, I tried not to, I didn't want to do the screening because I just didn't think we'd have time to get enough people there and let people know about it and do it properly and all that kind of jazz and and it 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 that is that screening was a testament to jane i mean i can't i she she was literally the the she was the force behind that and i i just the movie is is it's so funny because it's already like a million times better than i ever thought it was going to be because originally it was going to be just a little handy cam we were literally going to shoot it with a prosumer camera and, and and shoot it on weekends and just do Again, it was it was going to be an experiment to see what it's like directing, and it turned out it, it, it turned out being, you know, a, a, it, we ended up making a real film, and I'm I'm thrilled with it. I mean, I think mm. it's the most important thing for me. Again, is just I, I I wanted to make a film that you know, as a family, you can sit down and laugh with. Mm-hmm. About. I didn't want to make something that was going to alienate, you know. Uh, I, I didn't. I you know I did. You know, I love horror films. I love uh, sci-fi. I love all those things, but I know that they're sort of, there's a, you know, they can they can be rather marginalized in their audiences. I wanted a film that my dad would laugh at effectively. I thought it was very cute that you cute and, and quite telling that you got your father to look yes. at the film. Yes, won't laugh at anything. <laughs> well, that's my dad. I read that review and I was just I was thrilled because that's exactly it for me. I wanted to I wanted one of those old Pink Panther movies or one of those you know silly. You know, uh, you know, airplane kind of comedies mm-hmm. that that you that my dad would laugh at because you know there's not not swearing or violence or right. sex or any of that kind of stuff, but it's all hinted at. <laughs> right. Well, one of the things that I was sitting there and did not expect, and I may have mentioned it, was the suspense. Mm. I was not expecting to start getting goosebumps while right. sitting there. I was like, oh. ooh, okay. 
<laughs> well, that's, I mean, that, that's definitely, I mean, the music was very helpful in that. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, I think Tim did a fantastic job with the music. Um, and, and that really sells a lot of those, a lot of those creepy moments. But we did, we, you know, but again, that's, the comedy comes out of a release of tension. And you need those moments of tension, I think, to get to the laughter. And the right. laughter is just so much bigger when, when there's, you know, when, when, there's, when there's, there's a sort of an element that things could go horribly wrong first. Mm-hmm. Sort of laughter out of relief that there isn't, you know, a mangled body outside. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, you know, that it's, you know, it, 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 I, I'm, I, of course, I can't wait to do it. The funny thing about, I think, and, and I think, I'm sure this is, you'll probably find the same thing. You go through so many stages with, with the directing. Yeah. You hate it, you love it, you hate it, you love it. I mean, I'm, the only thing that I need to work on for that film, if I, if I can, I think is uh, I, I'd like to play with the, the sound mix a bit, a bit more. Okay. Um, and in, in hindsight, I would say I would play with the sound mix a bit more because we did that in a very short period of time. Yeah. I did like a TV mix for a feature film, and, I, and I'd, I'd love to do a proper... Um, it just the, the j- levels and such make all the difference. You're right. You're right. Depth. And, and the other one, I love the music so much. I wish there was more music. In fact, Tim, uh, I, I'm Tim and I have been talking, and we're we're even thinking about maybe trying to uh, uh, get a few more uh, a few more sort of musical. Wow. Um, a little more music in there because it it just again I think Tim was very smart about where he picked where to to use music and where to use silence and sound effects and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I had a very specific idea for the, sort of the soundscape. I'm hu- I love sound in films. I think it's, in a, in a strange way, more important than, than, than images in a lot of ways. A lot of ways, you're right. Especially mm. with comedy. I mean, there's a classic uh, Pink Panther moment with um, Peter Sellers where he, uh, he gets sent into the, it's like a wide shot, and he gets sent into the bathroom to go and get a glass of water uh, and, a, and, a, and an aspirin for his wife. And it's, you don't see any of it. You just see him leave from the right-hand side of the screen, and he walks off the left-hand side of the screen. And you hear the water, and then you hear, <laughs> then you hear the pills all hit the floor. <laughs> and it's just like, and you know, you know and, and you don't have to see it. You know what's happened. You can see his face without knowing, without hearing anything, other than, these, than a million pills hitting the floor. And then the crunching sound, <laughs> as he obviously has left them. <laughs> and, and just decided to, you know, to not clean them up. Just kind of walked over them to get back into the room again. That, to me, is, you know... And that's... But in order to do that, you need a lot of time to play with the various different levels. Because cause the, the, uh, a little too loud, a little too soft, and, and, the, and, and you just don't get the same kind of uh, right. comedy out of it. Last fan question. Yes. Cat the Alien. Uh, this is her question, and she is the winner of a Stargate mouse pad. Nice. Um, <laughs> the Atlantis cast are a very, very culturally diverse bunch, which is uncommon in major American shows. What sort of elements, if any, would you say that this adds to the experience of working with the Atlantis set, the diversity? Well, the smart thing about it, it's built into the plot. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we're supposed to be a diverse bunch of people because the, the, the nature of our mission is, you know, it is a... It, it is a, it's a, it's a, it's an Earth mission. It's not an American mission or a British mm-hmm. mission, or you know, we are representatives of the entire world. So that's why we have, you know, Canadians and Americans and and um, um, you know all. Pretty, I think we're pretty well covered. For most most of the world is covered now. I mean, Mo- you know, pretty much every free nation. You're right. Yeah. And that's 
the point of like that is built that smart television because it's it's not you know it, it's not done for political correctness or for you know you know for uh, you know cultural flavor in the mm-hmm. uh, in, in the show it's it's uh, it's built into the into the plot of the show you know the 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 the, the countries of the world have got together and 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 gone on a mission to a new uh, new galaxy you know it's, mm-hmm. it's, I, I, so I think it's 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 um, it's nice because again it adds it adds such I mean look you've got Paul McGillian David Nichol you know if those guys were all just Americans it, it's a very different feel to the show mm-hmm. you know um, there's so much room for misunderstanding um, <laughs> If you all if you all come from different uh, different backgrounds, different uh, you know race, religion, all that kind of stuff, and that's you know, um, and actually that's interesting because that that could be I, I, that, that's an interesting thing to, to to explore in the future. Yeah, it's one of the things yeah. I hope they use more. Yeah, because it, it definitely is neat, and it's something that, that I think um, you know, Stargate SG One's been very good about sort of building up the whole sort of uh, religious like culture around mm-hmm. the Stargate, and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know. All that, uh, that that whole angle on things. They they always they're always big on their sort of uh, you know godlike figures. Mm-hmm. You know, so right. That was built in from the beginning. Exactly. Yeah. What was yeah? What's the what's the name of the the movie? Something of the gods. Uh, uh, Children of the gods. Children of the gods. The uh, right. pilot. Yeah. Um, you know. So. Um, yeah. No, I think it's it's an interesting question. I mean, it's because I think there's there's a tendency with television these days to sort of go like, okay, we got to have uh, we got to have a black actor. Um, yeah, have an exactly. Asian actor, and we just cover all our bases, and then we know we've got fans from all over the world. Yeah. And it's, it's just so hokey. It's not. I mean, you know, I don't think you should. You know, I. You know, there's a there's a. The industry tends to to to, to sort of uh, uh, to, to ghettoize actors. Mm-hmm. Anyways, just by looks yeah. alone, when you get into actual sort of you know, um, you know to, to racial issues as well. But but the um, um, the nice thing about Atlantis is that it it's it's open. It, 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 it covers the whole gamut, and it also opens up uh, a great set of plot points because because there is so much stuff to explore, not just about the characters, but you know where they came from and and uh, and what they believe in and, and, okay. and all that stuff. What has Meredith? taught you about yourself <laughs> be very careful what your name is <laughs> I'm talking about myself um, uh, I think the neat thing about I think the thing that I've learned from McKay is it's not about being right you know it's not just about being right um, you know there's there's so much more to uh, to life than 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 just Getting the the answers right, it's getting there as well. So uh-huh. I think that's the that's the big thing I've 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 got from him because you know I always wanted to be the guy who, you know, who was the first person to finish a crossword puzzle or the first person <laughs> to, to answer the the first person to figure out the tip on the restaurant bill, all that kind of stuff. And you know, it just doesn't. It, it's 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 yeah. It's 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 good to it's it's good to know your stuff, but but it's. Um, uh, it, it's not necessarily the most important thing. So. This is one of the things that I've, I think I'm seeing the character develop too. Is there's more to life than academics. Exactly. Indeed. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the whole thing. Is it's you can you know you learn something in a book. It doesn't necessarily it, you know. Well, hey, we're doing renovations right now. It all looks easy in a book. You know, as soon mm-hmm. as you get into actually sitting down and doing it, it it uh, it, it, it changes it all entirely. So. All right. All right. Yeah, that's definitely that would that would be my that would be what I've learned. 
Hello, I'm David Hewlett, and this is GateWorld.net, your complete guide to Stargate. Wormhole disengaged.